And welcome to another episode of Dose and a Half Cinco's. This is episode number 36. As always, I'm your host, David. And I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben. Well, I don't know what to do. This is the most normal (laughs) intro. Wait, something else is up. Um, Well, uh, actually, (laughs) before we got started, I actually wanted to uh, talk about something. Yeah, before. Okay, go ahead. What's on your mind? What's on your chest? Get it off your chest, Ben. Okay. There's no doubt that right now the world is under tremendous turmoil, right? I mean, there's there's political unrest throughout our country, and there's just some facts we can't ignore right now. We we should really start putting our politicians in our microscope and dissect what their true intentions are with the current pandemic that's raging the world. I mean, like, I think that right now is the perfect time to have this discussion. So, Stu, I kind of want to start with you and talk about this. Why does David Chen suck so much ass? Well, you know, that's the hotly debated topic, Ben. I know, uh, right? In fact, that's <laughs> that's that's the cause of a lot of uh, the rifts in uh, society. Yeah. Uh, some people say he su- he only sucks ass. Some people say he sucks a lot of ass. Yeah. So, I, I don't think yeah. I have ever seen a point in time where he hasn't sucked ass. Really, I mean, <laughs> what the way that current trends are coming up out. I mean, it's just pointing to more and more, you know, more ass and more that, Yeah, more and more ass suckery. Really. <laughs> For some reason, I really thought that you were going to go down a serious path. And I was oh, like, this, this is serious. David, come on. Okay, so <laughs> l- 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 let's turn the table on you, David. Why does David Chen suck so much ass? I'm I don't talking- know which David Chen that you know of that sucks ass. There's plenty of other David Chens. Definitely not this David Chen, because this talk, one runs a podcast. We talk about the issues here, David. He's a hard What hitting. issues? What is the issue? The issue of you sucking ass. Yeah. Tell that to our, our sponsors. Assuckers.com. <laughs> Thanks for that one, David. You're welcome. Hey, who pays your who pays your bills? Apparently assuckers.com does. Is that a <laughs> damn tootin'? I'm I'm af- I want to see if this is an actual website, but I'm afraid what I'll find oh, if I go let's, let's not find out. Let's not find oh, out. It doesn't exist. Well, while you're doing exist. that, I'll... we'll get it. <laughs> get it, get it, get uh, it. Well, yeah, while you're doing that, uh this week we are covering Office Space, um, that was a listener-requested uh, movie uh, by one uh, Kevin Bowie. Uh, he was supposed to be on the show, but got cold feet, if Boo. I'm correct. Boo. That's right, Bowie. Just for that, we're going to play uh, Uno and not let him play or watch. Yeah, fuck yeah we're going to play Uno on, uh, on Thursday, as we have been uh, doing one live stream on Twitch. Uh, Roughly around seven o'clock because we don't know exactly what uh, technical issues are. But Ben has promised that he is fixing his computer so that way we won't have any more issues. Yep. Um, you know, no more, no more saying that's your problem. So uh, that should be fixed, and uh, we we'll, we will resume doing that. If you have any comments or questions or any uh, suggestions on any games or any movies you'd like for us to be able to review for you, especially during this tumultuous time that Ben is. Uh, mentioning it is uh during all of this ass suckery um (laughs) that uh we would love to get some of your suggestions uh like we did with uh with orville and keith who helped us last week review stepbrothers um and this week uh helping us you know getting another great movie back on uh you know in the front of our minds office space so um as we've been doing for the last couple weeks 
Um, I would jump right in, but I wanted to ask Stu. Stu, did you find the website? It uh, it's available. So we need <laughs> that to move, should be our prime website. No more. Dosnavsinkos.com is not available any longer because we don't want it. We want <laughs> www.dosnavsinkos.com. No, we'll That'll, <laughs> That'll be our main page. Also, uh, real quick, shout out to SolarisXX for uh, checking out our uh, our uh, gameplay videos on YouTube. Wow, SolarisXX. Yeah, sure. That sounds like a very, very I know, uh, it's very familiar. Guy. Yeah, he's a really great, cool dude. Yeah. Wasn't he a listener to our uh, first YouTube videos as well? Yeah. He is, I think, our only YouTube listener, but, you know. Uh, well, we don't. We definitely don't want to forget any of our loyal listeners who have been with us from day one. Uh, everybody, a.k.a. not Orville, because Orville says he was ride or die day one, but he doesn't know what our first episode was about. No, and he also well, told me that he doesn't listen to us anymore since I bet a bunch of all the other podcasters have been making a bunch of content. He, he and told. we let him win the contest. What? I mean, that is a travesty of... all in So, so you know what? <laughs> I'm so mad. I just want to shark dive right into this season finale, uh, episode ten, called Shark Source. Holy shit, was it actually the season finale? It was a season finale. This was only 10 episodes for season... Uh, season 1 was only, what, 3 episodes? That was a pilot season. Season 2 was 10. And then season 3 is like when 30. they don't just know, only jump the shark. They actually jump into the Jurassic period and they actually add dinosaurs. So that is wow. what you saw there. So we are introduced to a new uh, race of gene-slammed um, animal people? Yeah, sure. What do you even call them at this point? I don't know. But uh, we get a glimpse of think, what I happened think to Ripster the... called them gene slammers. I think they're just called gene slammers. Is that just the general the term general that we give term. anybody Not... who's been gene slammed? It's like Dr. Guess... Paradigm isn't the gene slammer, but the sharks are the gene slammer or something like that. Mm, or maybe wait. it's maybe it's uh, both. They're gene slammed. Yeah. I think yeah, I whatever it is. Whatever. But whatever the reason is, but this new genetic mutation great you know, job. So um, they're what ends up happening is that uh, they they revive Doctor Paradigm revives the Robo Shark and goes out and tries to you know capture the the sharks and then they stumble upon this colony of dinosaur lizard people who are very familiar with Doctor Bolton who they figure out is their dad Doctor Bolton. And uh, we get a chance to uh, see a shadow of him when one of the creatures gets, or lizard people, Gene Slammed, uh, gets captured, taken back to the lab, and Dr. Bolton actually breaks him out. And then that pretty much like ends the episode. And then we get to see Dr. Piranoid in his full glory in his piranha state. Looks like Gross. a, yeah, looks like a, like whatever version of like any merman is. So. I thought that was pretty exciting. I was like, oh, we're going to get to finally see, uh, you know, Dr. Bolton. But I guess we're going to have to wait till season three because yeah, I think this is when we have that crossover. So knowing that this is the end of season two, how does this make you guys feel? It makes more sense that now it was like, because the, the whole time I was thinking like, in the episode was leading up to it, it was like, oh, yeah, remember like for the past 
13 episodes we were trying to look for our dad and then they kind of stopped and then they're like oh yeah we're supposed to be looking for our dad and then so that kind of cropped up towards the end there was like oh here there he is but they're not going to show him for whatever reason i guess to keep us on the edge of our seats and come back next season so does this make you want to go back to seeing season three just to see what happens yeah, but we gotta wait till like what next next week? What spring? Week. Or oh, well, next year? Oh, that's it's, right. out, it's not out yet. It's already out. It's out. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been out since 1996. No, get out of here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ben? How does this make you feel? Season two is wrapped up in a nice little shark-shaped bow. With all the talk that Doctor Paranoid has made about gene slamming humans. It was strange to me that after all this time, like, the build-up to, what was it, two episodes ago, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm still not over this, the build-up to his monstrous creation was a robot. Like... Yeah, I don't think he needed to gene slam anything to make a robot. Yeah, I know, I mean, he went through all this trial and error, and like, you know, it was progressive, like, oh, I made this, I made that, I made, you know, Kilimari, I made the... The hotel manager guy, uh, was it Electric Eel or something? Uh, reptile. Reptile. Continue. And so we finally get to this, and then we get dinosaurs. And holy fuck, Bolton beats the shit out of him. He's just like, fuck you, man. Yeah, he like takes apart his power armor and goes, I want to see what's underneath here. And then he, he just does it. Damn, he yeah, just why do we even need off. the street sharks when we got whatever he is? Yeah, I know, seriously. Well, I- it was actually funny because I think they were alluding to it just a little bit earlier, how capable their dad was, right? Oh, you know, yeah. Ripster, you're such a pool shark. And he's like, oh, and my dad was way better than me. And then it's like, oh, so-and-so. It's like, you know, I he's a way better cook than I am. He can outlift me. And, you, oh, you can beat me with a one hand on a joystick. I'm like, well, that's also what happens when you play with, you know, Atari. It's a one joystick. Yeah, also, game what games have two joysticks that you have to control? All uh, modern ones? Any of them. I mean... That's true. Okay, back... <laughs> okay, in the context of the 90s... Uh, Ape Escape. <laughs> I don't know what game... Katamari Damacy. Oh, Katamari Damacy. What the fuck are these words you're saying? Okami against fear. I think all Ben's doing is just repeating everything I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds so legit. It does sound legit. Yeah. Oh, come against me. Oh, come against me. Just say it no, with enough confidence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm gonna read off a couple of the next season's titles. You tell me which one is the most intriguing. Uh, we have episode one, Jurassic Shark. Episode two, Sir uh, Shark a lot. Number three, Shark to the Future. Four, Shark First Shark. Five, Rebel Sharks. Six, Space Sharks. Seven, A Shark Among Us. Eight, To Shark or Not To Shark. Are you going to keep going? or? There's 30 of them. Wait, are you serious? Are you, There's yeah, 27 are you episodes. Read all of them? There's 27 all of them right episodes. Now? I thought I was just doing a bit. Oh. Shark Father, Cave Shark, Shark War, okay, Shark Hunt, Card Shark, Shark Jack, Turbo Shark, okay, 20,000 Sharks Under the Sea, Ancient Shark or Not. Season 3, you fuck. Because, like, any of that means anything. If I said Sand Sharks, what does that mean? That means they're, it's an episode when they're in the desert. 
Duh. What about Sharkler's list? Is that on there? Sharkler's <laughs> there no, but there is the Shark Shank Redemption. Wow. Really? Are you for real? Is there an episode no. called that? No, I just made that Oh, up. man. <laughs> I guess you'll have to tune in next week on Street Sharks. So, um, I do like to- I do like Sorry. Jurassic Shark, but yeah, then it no, sounds like the rest funny. of them they mailed in again. <laughs> Don't worry, that's the first one. So we'll we'll get that covered next week when we uh re- when we go over Street Sharks season three episode one, Jurassic Shark. Um, so do you guys have any other thoughts about that? Maybe just this whole season as a whole. Uh, how did it compare to your enthusiasm of the first season? I feel like this season there was a lot of like we we got kind of excited with the first episode and then it all kind of fell apart the rest of the way. Um, what what if I told you that the first and the last two episodes were written by the same writer? The first Would episode of this anything? season or the first mm-hmm. episode Shark ever? Quest and then Steals of Shark Shark of Steel and then Shark Source. So they introduced the robot shark. I think mm-hmm. was Douglas Booth's idea. Uh, I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I really like Dennis O'Flaherty's work oh, wow. uh, in season t- episode oh, two. Yes. Well, yeah, Dennis O'Flaherty. <laughs> so, uh, I will mention, all right. So the first season, the writer for the first three episodes were Martha Moran. She makes a appearance in the second and third episode of season three. I'll bring that up later, and then we'll see if there's any continuity with any of that. Using using the words "writing" very loosely here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what would you? What do you do? I'm a writer. Mean. For what? I write. I write for a show called Street Sharks. I, you got me there. I, I got nothing else. So if you if you had to give it a rating for uh, you know for this season. As a whole, what would you guys give it? Stu? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a six? Not <laughs> a what? A six? What about you, Ben? I had rated a, a feeding frenzy out of Gene Slammer. Nice. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right, um, as we were doing before, we would go into our box office rundown, but with nothing else going on and nothing in the uh, theater business, that box office pretty much completely frozen at this point. So we'll just use it this moment for a PSA really quickly. Wait, make sure were, to there any, hand, what? were there any numbers for uh, recorded for, oh, for like, uh, Trolls? For, I don't think so. Trolls did come out. The e, the e movie experience or whatever, the E release. It also physically, or I mean, it it came out in theaters too. Uh, the last thing Are was any theaters even open though? Drive-in theaters. Oh right. Are they really still operating? Yeah, drive-in theaters are actually the only theaters still operating, and I think was it Florida was the only theaters this past week, or the state of Florida only had theaters that were operate or that actually got any box office revenue this past week. So I went on to Box Office Mojo, which is normally where we end up going for most of this. Uh, there's a 
there's literally just a note here that says the weekend and then it says COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> and then the last How much week money they... did COVID-19 make? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. What I'm What's saying is split? like the weekend underneath you know, there's the a title. It tells you like what weekend or special it is. So the last weekend that we recorded any significant revenue was March 13th, 2020. Uh, the last thing that was on the number one spot was onward for ten million dollars and bloodshot was number two and then nothing it feels uh, like there so was long two ago. weeks of zero yeah two weeks of uh zero dollars with the overall gross of like thirty five hundred dollars they're showing the only two movies um the last couple of weeks has been the movie swallow and the other movie is the other lamb can you imagine being a business where your like monthly revenue is like hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars, and then the next month it goes to fucking zero? Jesus, it's scary, man. I, I couldn't imagine. Well, speaking of revenue dropping significantly, our uh, company that I work for originally was forecasting this year four hundred and sixty million. And then there was uh, the 737 Max thing that happened, and so oh, that yeah. dropped to four hundred. And then with the COVID nineteen, we lost another sixty million. So we're now sitting at three hundred and forty million. And today we had the biggest layoff we've ever had in our entire company. Holy shit! You get, there was a layoff today. Yeah, one hundred people. Damn! Ooh, you dodged the bullet. I am still working. Okay, oh. Ooh, that's good. That's I was good. about to. I, yeah, I was about to say my. As the full-time host of Dosing, I'll be spending uh, a lot more time with you guys now. (laughs) We are willing and ready and available to go ahead and, uh, you know, we're going to be recording every single day. Wait. Um, (laughs) And uh, I will be recording every single day. And uh, we are open for sponsorships. We'll take anything. Please, God. um, As long as it pays out. As long as it pays at least thirty thousand dollars a month, you know, split between the three of us, obviously, wow. Wow. Um, you know, ten thousand dollars a month for each of us. I think I'll get out of bed than... for less than that. <laughs> I know. But what do you think? Why do you think I said what I said? Right? Sponsors, we are available. Right. All it takes is three hundred sixty thousand dollars a year. And you will get the prime spot. We will mention you guys every five you'll get minutes. The, you'll get the only spot because that's all we'll need. Kind of quite. That's right. Um, so, yeah. No, I was wondering if the drive-in theaters are still open. Uh, yep. Ben, have you frequented any of them? No, I actually have not. I know, like, uh, I guess in high school I heard about that one that was out in – Ah, crap, where was it? It was somewhere in the Riverside area? I don't know. Um, but, you know, me being dirt poor and not having a car, that, that was impossible. So I never went to the drive. You could just ride your bicycle all the way over there. I, like the kids in movies and TV shows where they just kind of like sit on the hill outside the the drive-in yeah, and they watch I, it from out there. I want I wanted to do that one day, but I didn't know where the fuck it was. <laughs> So that that wasn't happening, and um, yeah, I, I was weak as fuck. I mean, I still am weak as fuck. I I definitely couldn't ride my bike all the way the fuck over there. <laughs> I mean, you rode it to San Diego. Yeah, but that was for actually. What, what was that Fun. for? I don't know. Who the... Was it for ramen? Was it for? Uh... No, we didn't even get ramen. I got In and Out. 
Oh, you. You could get I, that down the street. There's one in UTC. I <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Wait, isn't Tatsu Ramen all the way down there? Uh, you mean Tajima? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, the thick one. And thick. and also the ta- Tatsu Ramen from Six Flags. Oh, Tatsu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that ride. Sorry. Uh, I was like, where did I get the name Tatsu from? I'm like, oh, it's the ride from Six Flags. Um, but yeah, we we had a pretty big layoff today, and it was uh, a little bit scary. But yes, I did make it. I was there, okay. I were there like a lot of to be the... people being like escorted out of the building, or well, I a... didn't know I didn't know it was happening until literally. I just thought something was extremely fishy. Like we. We all like as part of like the sales team. We know exactly how much revenue is coming through because we can see it like physically, like we can see it happening. Yeah, it's like right? we'll get orders and yeah, orders yeah. keep getting pushed out and stuff. And so you know, I noticed we, you know, me and Evan had been sitting down like maybe three weeks ago when we closed the first quarter and we said how much did we ship, and we came up like maybe about you know six or seven million dollars short of our original goal, which was a new goal outside of you know all the other things you know re. Reali- uh, recalculated and we were just like man we we avoided a layoff last time of 60 people and we lost 60 million we lost another 60 million so that probably means that they want to lay off another 60 but then we pushed back 30 of those layoffs so instead oh, of laying off uh, just 60 because we would have lost 60 previously we lost 95 today Almost a hundred. Yeah. So, How many people work? Is this like a comp- like company wide, not just in your building, or no, 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 company wide, as in just our plant. Holy Across, yeah, yeah. So the only reason we we kind of knew there was a heads up from it is one of our other guys who works in our same department is friends with uh, somebody that works in our corporate headquarters up north, and they laid off a hundred people two weeks ago. So we kind of had a feeling it was coming, but the the one thing that like kind of tipped it off was one of the managers was literally pacing back and forth the entire like morning down the hallway towards the HR office. I'm like, okay, something's Shit. going on. And then slowly but surely people are getting walked out and I'm wondering if just like, Oh man. And then, you know, we got, we had a confirmation. We lost 95 people today. Did you have so. like a, a, shit your pants moment where you're like, you're just waiting for someone to come take you to the yeah. HR office. Yeah. Well, cause one of the other guys, he got, uh, he got walked out before me and he came back, collected his things. And then my boss like literally stood outside my cubicle and just kind of stared in. And I was like, Oh shit. It looks <laughs> like I'm doing some work. I picked up the phone. I started. <laughs> David, why are you calling started... me? Shut up. Ask me for an order. <laughs> I started stapling stuff and picked up the phone, started randomly dialing. I was just talking to nobody, a dial tone and <laughs> but I just your boss and then the like phone rang and I was like shit. <laughs> you get the boo doo doo. We're sorry, you're calling <laughs> Yeah, no, it wasn't that bad, but I don't I know. Just I just picture I had your boss up. like standing there going, Oh yes, he's stapling now. Okay, he can stay. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently they didn't have very much of a choice and um, you know, the company is very, uh, like dollar driven where it's like, if this is how much you can bring in, this is how many people you get to have. It's not like a, Oh, this person is a key contributor and stuff like that. People that we've, that have been there for 15, 20 years, they got let go this morning too. Holy shit. That's, that's rough. I know, especially since, 
for the longest time, I always thought that my job was secure, um, just because of the fact that, um, yeah, I thought you know business was good at one point, but then you know one disaster after another. It's the perfect storm, and literally, I am very fortunate. Even though I've complained about my job over and over again, I think that's a privilege that I've earned. Um, you know, being able to do that, but yeah, I'm lucky. I still have my job. Well, congrats, David. Yeah, but unfortunately, one of our listeners did lose his job. I won't say his name, but dude, but... I'm still thinking about you and miss you dearly. It definitely sucks not having you in the office anymore. So, um, but yeah, that this is what's happening right now. And um, you know, Ben, part of the thing that you were talking about, like you know, wanting to shed light on like politicians and stuff like that. Actually, there was a thing I looked at this morning. Um, that some people in Michigan are trying to protest the stay-at-home order, saying that this is a hoax and that they want to go back to work and stuff like that. And just, like, to me, I don't think it's – I don't know why nobody takes it seriously. I don't – you know, why Why is that? Why do you guys think that's happening? Because people are idiots for the most part. Mm. Uh, Targeted attacks, the desperation, mixture of both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can understand. Yeah. I can understand like people, you know, being bored at home and stuff like that, but people are out there actually dying. People are fighting for their lives and we're doing the only thing that we know we can is to just stay off the streets and try not to get infected. I don't like, it just doesn't, it boggles my mind, you know, that people are willing to put things at risk just because the economy is kind of turning bad. Which is really weird not to go off on a tangent. Because I've been waiting, I was waiting for the stock market to keep going down, but like it's been going back up the past few weeks, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> now I'll never buy. That, yeah, not, <laughs> sorry, that's a side rant. But if, like, if the economy is so shit, why is the stock market going back up? I think it's just because a lot of the the stock market is based on the fact that it like the Fed is propping it up. Right, we have all these stimulus injection packages of all this money just flowing in, right? Saying, "Oh, we'll stabilize the economy. We're gonna float this and that." And I think it's a lot of that. It's just like, "Oh, we won't allow companies to fail." But at the same time, like, if you practiced like poor business ethics and you didn't have a cash of reserves, or you were operating on very thin, like, you know, operating margins and stuff like that, I mean, should you really be surviving in the first place? probably not yeah if so if you're gonna if you operate that's how you operated from yeah like literally like oh we uh you know our revenue you know let's say you know operating cost is 100 bucks and we sell things for 150 dollars, and then we're taking that 50 dollars and then spending it on the company i'm like okay you're never gonna have anything left so whatever um but yeah i agree with you i'm still waiting for the bottom of this thing um Stu, what do you uh before we go too far, but I'm curious, Stu, what are you, what are you looking at primarily? Is it just like tech stocks? Or are you looking at, like, I, I just, I just get all kinds in of general? stuff. Oh, uh, okay. tech, tech, a lot of, no, I don't, I'm not fucking with <laughs> cryptocurrency anymore. I'm looking at Disney. I don't, Marvel. I don't buy single stocks for the most part. I, I buy, um, ETF, like funds and ETFs. Uh, Dang. Popeye's. I don't Stu's a dividend investor. If they were if they were on there, tell you what, they could pay <laughs> us in in Popeye's stocks if Popeye's wanted us to be a sponsor. Uh and they could just give us a stake in the company and that'd be good. Dear Popeye's, how many <laughs> trades do I have to, or how many shares do I have to trade in for a chicken sandwich? 
None. We'll just give it to you for being such a loyal uh, sponsor and, and, and all host of them. Of the show. Done. Yeah, where, do I, where do I give my share? Who do I give my shares to? <laughs> ben, what are you doing? Those shares are worth at least forty dollars a piece. You could just sell one. You'll get five sandwich. You'll get eight sandwiches. But they got the sandwich. <laughs> no. And for Actually, just five uh, shares more, I can get Blackened Ranch. <laughs> Actually, for uh, speaking of uh, stocks for like food companies, actually, Yum is a company that is traded. Taco Bell, KFC, P- Pizza Hut, Yum uh, brand. Three of my least favorite fast food places. What? Wait, what? You whoa, like Taco whoa, Bell? Whoa, 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 whoa. KFC, <laughs> I can understand. Pizza Hut, it's serviceable, uh, but Pizza Taco Hut Bell, really? Dog shit yeah, Pizza the... Hut is dog shit. Yeah, no, the, I know, but the it's chain it, pizzas. Yeah, that's true. It's but Taco Bell. I mean, Taco Bell's fine. I'm not crazy about it like some of you guys are. What the fuck? Wow, this is a revelation. A sp- is, well, okay, I'll put it like, to you like this. Wow, this when, this pandemic has really brought out <laughs> Stu's. Stu, you're delirious. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, give him a contraption supreme stat. <laughs> Get him a double decker taco. They don't make them anymore. What? <laughs> He's gonna die. <laughs> It's like, oh, Stu lived a good life. He was just not okay. going to be able well, I mean, not a good life, but I mean, it was okay. <laughs> it was a life. That's true. He didn't have enough Taco Bell in his life. Yeah, it, was, it was a life. <laughs> they they didn't. It's like things that I do like from them. It's like the nacho fries, for example. It's like, stop Ooh. taking them on and off the menu. Uh, that's how they get you to keep coming back to order the other stuff. Yeah, it's but like none of the other stuff I really want. Other than like what? their tacos What about Chalupa? Fine. What about nachos? That one's okay. Actually, the one... Okay, wait, 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 Ben. As a person who loves... As a Taco Bell super fan, my question is, when they did that triple uh, chalupa together, did you actually like that? It was all right. Okay, I was on the same... wrapped in... No, 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 no. It was one long chalupa, but it had three flavors baked in, like... It was like the human centipede of chalupas. I wanted to call it Chalupa Flatbread, but I think your version is way better. <laughs> Come on down to Taco Bell, get your human Santa Bean Chalupa. Has three flavors. Just making a quick <laughs> note for possible episode titles. Yeah. <laughs> human Taco Bell type hat. Human, human centipede of Chalupas. <laughs> <laughs> Human all, chalupa, no. chalupa, pita, uh, pita, what? <laughs> it, Go it ahead, did, it was very great. I, I know it was like the three flavor. I was like, when I ordered it, I thought they were giving me three separate chalupas at three different flavors. I was like, oh, this is great, and I pulled that out of the bag. I'm like, what is this? Is this, is this, is this a small? Just this like is a, a small submarine sandwich. Like a was it a giant chalupa shell with like one section? Yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. Down <laughs> it's not giant. They were like half as tall. But they were twice as long. Like a, a well, let me see boat. if I can find a. <laughs> yeah, if we were making this analogy to human centipede again, it's not like humans. <laughs> They're like midgets. <laughs> Midget human it's centipede. More, it's more like human centipede three when they had brought midgets in. <laughs> Wait, did they really? I don't know. I was. <laughs> I don't know anything about human centipede three. <laughs> if not, if not, uh, TM TM TM. That's RIP <laughs> uh, human centipede. You can't have it. Is okay, it really? so you can sent, have it. You can I have it for the, a price. Uh, I sent the uh, the link. You can take a look at it, but it definitely did not look like that. 
Well, ne- they never look like they do in the oh, oh, I found a way better picture. Yes, that's stupid. It looks like three book. tiny chalupas that have just been glued together. Yeah, well, Actually, yeah, they kind of. They were they weren't even chalupas. I think they were just pita breads that they didn't just form completely. They're probably like at Taco Bell headquarters. Like shit, man, we got all this extra pita bread. Yeah, what do we do with it? I don't know. Stick it together. And yeah, make but one, one big you're one. telling me that the Taco Bell falafel sandwich wasn't gonna make it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like Ahmed. Who told you to order all these? <laughs> hey, tell Ahmed he's doing a great job. All right, because goddamn, keep the chalupas coming. But goddamn, <laughs> I didn't get any of those three flavors, man. Cheesy, cheesy chipotle, and chipotle. I mean, it, it's like a human sappy. It goes cheesy, and then the cheesy drips into the cheesy chipotle, oh. and then cheesy chipotle <laughs> shits out into chipotle, which is just cheesy. <laughs> All I will say is, out of all of the variants of the chalupa, my favorite one was the toasted cheddar chalupa. That mm. sounds very, uh, very suburban. Very. Uh, I would like the to toasted very, cheddar chalupa, please. Very, uh, uh, what do you call it? Very, or the uh, naked chicken taco. Wow, I'm drawing a blank. All right, so all right, moving on because <laughs> um. So, any other movies or anything else you guys watched over the uh, over this past week? I know that you guys have a lot of free time on your hands. I did watch. I thought this movie came out more recent, but apparently it's from 2019. Uh, but the the platform on Netflix. The platform. You guys watch that one? Um, oh, don't say anything. Don't say anything. I want to see it. Wait, okay. what is yeah. that about? It's about a prison system where there's oh, a Oh, right, 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 right. Have you yeah. seen it already? I've heard about it. It's a, okay. is it, is it a horror movie, right? Kind of, kind of like. Or thriller horror? Yeah, it's like maybe a psychological like dy- or something. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. My favorite, uh, it's, it uses the everybody's favorite word. It's a dystopian future. <laughs> Wait, I, I thought it. everyone's favorite word was Chalupa. Triple trio Chalupa. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite word's Chalupa. Wait, it's about Chalupa? Chalupa? Sign me up. All right, the platform starring Ch- Nacho Cheese Chalupa and <laughs> supporting Sorry, Nacho Libro and Trio Chalupa. Ben, if we oh, uh, dig through your like childhood stuff, will we find like a, a piece of paper written in crayon that says, like, my favorite word is Chalupa? And it just has little pictures of Chalupa. When I grow up, I want to be a Chalupa. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, all I got is career day when we had to dress up as what we wanted to be when we grew up, and I came as a Chalupa. I want to be the Chalupa <laughs> that's, King. That's the weirdest career day I've ever heard where you just come dressed as the thing you want to be. Well, why that's not? How I, I don't think career day is supposed to work like that. I don't know. Some guy came dressing like, you know, with guns and stuff, and then next, you know, he transferred schools <laughs> next year. Okay. I want to. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be MacGyver. That's not what he wants to be. <laughs> All right. Um, quick question. I know that we were talking about uh, Taco Bell, Chalupas. I know that you know a lot of these companies that do food, they have food scientists. I use that very liberally with a quotation. Um, and I was talking to Evan about this before. How much do they think that because these foods have to be drive-through foods, that they have to consider like the wait time between like how long they're still good for how much do you think that's actually how do they test for that do they just like let it sit for 20 minutes as it sits on the counter and then to simulate like it's sitting in somebody's car 
as they're going to back home to be able to eat it. Based is based that... on some of my fast food experiences, uh, there is no check to see how long stuff has <laughs> yeah. been out sometimes. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess we need to have some of our experts. I mean, we, we do need Joe on the on on the podcast. Yeah. Maybe he might be able to tell I us. I will say that there are some places I do go to that, you know, they do kind of check for that or they try to package the food or deliver you the food in a way that it doesn't, become this soggy like mush of food by the time it gets okay. to you like 20 what, what, minutes which, what is this magical place Ben? it's called irvine <laughs> no it's, it's called, muya it's man orange, muya. it's called orange county muya. <laughs> wait how, do, how does muya do that do they like separate the bun and the and the meat no it, it it's you? specifically for the fries i think five guys does it too where they give you the fries except they leave the top open you know, so it doesn't. Steam oh, so up. that way it doesn't it like doesn't steam them though. and then turn them soggy. Yeah, they want to keep yeah. it fresh and crisp, so they like leave it. You know, a lot open. of Chinese restaurants also cut off the corners. Yeah, that's like of the genius. of the takeout box. This is not novel. It's there's there's a joke in, about <laughs> coronavirus somewhere in there. I can't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make the joke, you can say that the Wuhan. Uh, the Wuhan lab to transport to seal in the freshness <laughs> of the coronavirus decided to cut open the top so that way when it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, so- make the uh, virus soggy. Damn, that's Wuhan how it got lab. out. Ain't nothing to fuck with. Actually, I the... heard that was actually something along those lines. There's a report. I'm not here to, you know, prove this is true or not, but this is what I've heard. I'm not confirming, but that there was somebody who said that there was a report that. I guess some U.S. Uh, people were sent over to go take a look at the lab, and they noted that there was like a lot of like lack safety and containment like plans and stuff like that. And that uh, you know they, they they mentioned a couple years ago that they are ripe for some type of like outbreak resulting from those those uh, those lack safety measures. And I guess there's another report that came out that you know a couple months ago. A intern was infected with the coronavirus, went to the wet market, and then infected a bunch of other people, went home, got the, her boyfriend, or I don't know, their significant other infected, and then that how it's, that's how it spread. So, is this, is your how likely do you think that is? Uh, I mean, I would say it's very likely, but I don't know. I mean, well, everything's likely, but yeah. I mean, that's what everyone's been saying has happened pretty much. Whether, you know, who knows what the what the truth is, but... Ben, as a uh, as a resident of Wuhan and a, uh, a frequenter and of Wuhan, a frequent <laughs> a frequenter of the Wuhan lab, uh, as a what premium plus member, um, <laughs> can you confirm or deny that this happened? Hey, and Wuhan. did you bring home the coronavirus home? Wuhan labs ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> Wuhan labs ain't nothing yeah, to fuck I, with. I don't know. But if that's the case, that's really sad that that's how this happened. Mm. Because they were studying, I'm sure they were studying the virus, not to weaponize it, but because they're trying to get ahead of it kind of the same way that we have labs here that study the influenza um, and some of the other like you know outbreaks and stuff like that. But that's really unfortunate if that's the case. Do you think there, but, is there a hip hop dance yet called the Wuhan? <laughs> Probably, someone's probably done it. Someone's got well, If there is one for Tiger King, there's got to be one for this. Yeah. Wait, there's up, a up there's a dance for Tiger King. 
before we go too far off the rails, we're gonna go keep continuing, but I will send you guys a link. You guys can watch it. It's on. It's definitely on TikTok for sure. All right. Um. So we'll jump straight into our movie of the week this week. Um. This one was brought to you by one Kevin Bowie. This is Office Space. Ben hit it. Remember that we all used to laugh about Office Space and how miserable this guy's life must be in the classic 1999 comedy. Well, guess what? It turns out that's literally life, and now Office Space is just a 2020 drama. Just a documentary. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it is real life. I will definitely say my my life is a cubicle now. I don't know. It's, it's definitely turned from like when I first watched it. I remember that I didn't really care too much about it in 1999 because I didn't really understand a lot of the jokes. I watched it like a lot of years later when it was on Comedy Central during high school, and I thought it was pretty funny, but you know, it wasn't like the best thing I've ever seen. And now, holy crap, it's just, it's, it's real life, you know? It's now. Okay. No, it's just, it's just a really dark comedy now. I mean, I remember in high school, I thought, oh, this is pretty funny, but now it's like, man, this is a dark comedy. <laughs> this is happening to me every day. This is pretty bleak. Yeah. All right. Um, with that in mind, uh, Stu, what about, uh, what are some thoughts and maybe a rating from you? Uh, well, I, me- I mean, I, I don't remember when the first time I saw this movie was, but I, I do remember liking it when I first saw it. I, I mean, I think I've always liked it. Um, and I think as I've gotten older and gotten into the workforce and kind of experienced all these <laughs> things that are in the movie, it's like I can I appreciate it. I can appreciate all these little nuances and details more. Um, they, you know, they resonate more with me, um, you know, as I get older. But uh, it's definitely one of my favorite movies. Um, and I don't want I mean, this might be kind of a trend with me, at least with like movies we've already seen that we're reviewing now. Um, if it falls into like something I consider one of my favorites, it's going to be pretty much a 10 out of 10. Uh, so I, I so the nostalgia rating. factor is very strong for you. Uh, I wouldn't say this. I wouldn't base my rating on nostalgia. I just think it's a really good movie. It's really relatable. It's it seems oh, that it aged well. It seems timeless. Like who knows yeah. when this movie will, will no longer be relevant. Um, and just, well, it's when just all funny. The, when our robot when yeah. our robot uh, <laughs> overlords are we don't yeah. have to work anymore that it's just a we funny just be... well-made you know good movie so okay ben score or th- general thoughts straight up 10 out of 10 it's like Stu said it is it's a timeless movie i feel like it's just so applicable to modern day society and it has been for the past how many years has it been 20 years 20 years Jesus. like it hasn't dropped you know it's you know even with the evolve like they're focusing on software engineers working at this company and you know software engineers you guys are both software engineers yeah and i, I have to say you know software engineer or you know software development has changed so much in such a, a little amount of time and yet the stuff they talk about is still so relevant about the culture of the workplace and you know just the existential dread you live just like being in in like this kind of work it's it's funny and kind of sad at the same time and jesus if i can't i you know it's just so fucking funny is is the reason why it was funny to you guys before you guys joined the workforce back in 1999 a different reason why it's funny now for you guys since you guys are working in desk jobs office jobs and you know kind of having the same experience i I wouldn't say it's different in the sense of like it's uh like 
at a base level it's different i would say it's the same it's just that there are things that you start to appreciate it more about the movie so like for example back then i probably would have thought the whole thing with uh, michael bolton was funny like back then as a kid like that whole kind of like Stuart bit they were doing michael yang <laughs> is that your real name <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> but I think so like that part would have been fun funny back then to me but maybe like the, all the parts where they're kind of getting more into like the the how an office kind of operates or like little things that might annoy you or like um you know someone is doing something over at their desk and it's like constantly annoying you but you can't say anything about it because you know you don't want to be that guy or whatever so that counts babble this is Stuart. yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, it's like that kind of stuff, you start to like see, like, oh, I see what I see, I see now. I see it, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, just the sad like, part is, I, I'm the annoying guy. <laughs> <laughs> Accounts oh, payable. This is David Chen. <laughs> Accounts payable. This is David uh, Chen. Just a moment, please. Or do you do Accounts payable? This is David Chen. Actually, no. I'm an, I'm annoying because I'm constantly yelling at my customers all the time. <laughs> You buy, you buy now. No, that's stupid. You pay later. You pay later. Thirty day. You have thirty day to pay. Wow. Um. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll be selfish and I'm just gonna go straight into my my uh my rating and it's related to the number of bosses that I have that tell me when I do something wrong, which is ten out of ten. You really have ten bosses? I do. I wow. I feel like I have ten. Bosses. Even after well, today. <laughs> well. After today's reduction, <laughs> I will only have seven bosses. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> no, it's literally like my boss will tell me what's wrong. The shipping bo- uh, the shipping manager will tell me. The shipping <laughs> supervisor will tell me. And then they, they come by my desk all the time. And they always wonder why I never get any work done. Because literally all my papers, uh, all my stacks of paper get rearranged based on who was there last. And I'm like, why is this at the bottom of the pile? It's like, because you just showed up. Somebody else moved it already. <laughs> So, yeah, no, for me, 10 out of 10. I I think for me, the reason why I asked the question, if it changed for you guys, you know, it being funny from before to it being funny now is for me, when I originally was, when I first saw this movie back in like, I think it was 2000, it was like a year after Office Space came out. I watched it and I thought it was funny. I was like, oh man, I'm going to be so much more successful than that guy. I'm never going to be another worker (laughs) drone. And then lo and behold, like, yep. (laughs) 20 years later, guess what? My ass is sitting in a cubicle and we have plexiglass that goes to the ceiling to protect us from coronavirus and I shuffle papers. That's all I do. I, I don't have TPS reports. I have an FCS, which is a final cert summary. Oh my god, it's it's horrible. Okay. Put the memo um, on the FCS. Oh no. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, because we're putting a cover sheet on all of the FCS reports. Um no, literally, that's all I do every day is I get phone calls from my customers saying, where is this spreadsheet? I need it. And then I ask them if what they did with it. And they're like, oh, no, I just kept it. And then they <laughs> nice. proceed to ask me the same question. So where are the parts at? Look at the stupid <laughs> spreadsheet that you made me work on for an hour to get to you. You dumb. All right, we're going to keep going. Um, it's getting too real for me. So uh, any other thoughts before we jump into the spoiler zone? I will say that it's it's crazy how, I don't know, uh, Mike Judd, right? The guy who made this. I think he mm-hmm. also did uh, King of the Hill, Beaven the Butthead, Beaver right? Beaven the Butthead, yep. Yeah, like, uh, and Silicon Valley, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, All stand-up comedies. 
Well, he, uh, I, I feel like he definitely captures the work, the workplace setting very, yeah, very, very well. Not, not just the workplace setting, but specifically one for like a software engineer, I would say it. I don't know if he was a software engineer, but you know, like using that and going into Silicon Valley, it's, it's pretty cool. And pretty, I feel like he probably pretty, would have to have some experience. Yeah, right. Or he just has really good consultants. <laughs> yeah, they, that or that. It's, it's wait. Crazy. Does he have a consultant that goes to talk to this the these computer programmers and <laughs> no, then brings like back a... the specs to him? <laughs> physically, wait, he so... physically brings. No, no, no. So, my secretary does. does. <laughs> but 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 sometimes. <laughs> I'm a people person. I have people skills. Can't you tell that? Damn it! Spoilers. All right. <laughs> yeah well i don't know i think that was pretty much in the trailer and you have if you haven't seen this 20 year old movie by now yeah. this kind spoiler of spoiler zone is a formality yeah, okay kind because of a we do it on every week <laughs> for these movies really limp uh flaccid spoiler flaccid zone. spoilers <laughs> <laughs> all right all right we'll jump right in at this point spoiler zone because i can tell that's already where we're going so yeah and we're in all right uh i'll go yeah. ahead and i'll let Stu, where'd you go? I'm here. No, that was me arriving. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here. Okay, uh, Stu, uh, I feel like I've been doing a lot of talking. So, Stu, I'll let you go ahead and kick us off. Yeah, okay. Uh, So, one of the things I really liked about this movie um, had to do a lot with not so much what was happening in the, um, the story or between the characters, what they were saying, which that's not to say, I mean, I, I love all that stuff anyways, but one of the things I also like, I appreciate about this movie and maybe is maybe this kind of factors in with some nostalgia is just like the, I kind of miss the aesthetic of the, of like the nineties office computer, like computers and, and that, and like those kinds of things. Like They're the giant ass monitors. Yeah. So like you got the CRT displays and the, those ugly ass off white, like PC towers <laughs> And just like the, the There's clicking a color of color name for that, isn't there? Please uh, tell us. Tell us the hex code. Yeah. <laughs> I wanna use we should use it as our as our background in our website. F zero nine six eight. Um but just like in this like, you know, the old because I remember Tope? Tope color? I don't know. Yeah, sure. Taupe. How the fuck do you know? Are you just pulling words out of your ass? What what is this? <laughs> I think I saw that in a movie once. What Tope? What what yeah, with Tope? There was like American dialogue Psycho? dedicated. Nope, that's not it. It's not it. <laughs> I don't know. It's but, not dope. But yeah, just like the computers, the hard, like clicking of the hard drive, the, that weird hum they would make, like the, the electricity and the fans would make this yeah. weird kind of hum. Oh, like, beige. Sorry. I don't know. If that's, that's the word. word. Yeah, sure. Okay. Beige. If it moves us along, David, sure. Because <laughs> um, well, I just remember. It's closer to an eggshell white. <laughs> oh, my God. Not even. <laughs> no, can you beige? Continue. Um, because I remember when I was a kid, you know, I don't know about you guys growing up, but like in the 90s, you know, not everyone really had a computer like at, at home like you do now. You probably have like eight. But um, <laughs> like I, anytime I ever saw a computer like at, at my cousin's house, it always um, it kind of like when I think about that, think back to that. I always think about office space where like he's at his computer and he's trying to save the files before he leaves that one day and it's just taking forever. Or like when he's playing Tetris. uh you know, at, you know, after he has his revelation, it's like that kind of stuff. That kind of was like nostalgic for me. Um, so that was one of my favorite things about the movie, along with like 
I think that one of the things that adds to the charm of this movie is the. You okay? Oh, he's got it. You, you got the Wuhan. Oh boy. Hey, Wuhan. <laughs> Sorry, I was just laughing at a different color. I don't want to say it. You're Can laughing you... at a different color. What? Co- what's the color name, David? Yeah. Pearl white. Why is that funny? <laughs> no, it was because I was reading the uh, the accompanying post from Cora. Oh. <laughs> Continue. Are you just going to leave us in suspense Suspense of what the, the post was? Yes. Continue. Oh, what a dick. Wow. Um, but, okay, yeah. So, anyways, the, the thing, uh, other thing I liked about this movie that I think adds a lot to its charm is the uh, the kind of juxtaposition of the, like, white-collar workers, and, like, people in the office just kind of, like, doing whatever, and then the gangster rap that they would play throughout the movie. I thought that was – that's one of my favorite aspects of this movie. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. It, it's definitely a great, like, kind of contrast to how they work. You know, they put on this facade of, like, uh, being friendly and trying to be, you know, tolerable around people. But deep down, they're all, they're really angry and they just want to get the fuck out, you know. And they kind of mix that in with their, their song choices and it's pretty great. <laughs> Is there a specific piece of office equipment that has caused so much rage for you guys? Or do you guys feel like we've gotten past that point and most office equipment's actually pretty decent? Yeah, my boss. <laughs> <laughs> the office tools you guys don't like? Yeah, my boss. <laughs> He's a tool. Um. No, I don't think lately there's not too much like typical office stuff like printers or other devices, scanners. Really, I mean, it's all kind of. I don't really deal with those a lot, so um, I don't really have an issue with them. And you know, normally, when I do, it's not my problem. I just say, "Hey, uh, IT guy, come fix this." Wait, uh, you are the IT guy. Wait, no one. Wait, not. I have a question. <laughs> How? What do you mean you don't have a boss? How does Darren feel about that? I didn't say I didn't have a boss. Darren, how do you feel about Stu saying he doesn't have a boss? <laughs> oh, so now the joke is that Darren's my boss. It's no longer that I'm his boss. It's yeah. never been that you were his boss. That's never been the joke. That was the running joke. No, because we know that you color in Atlas maps all day long, Stu. <laughs> Wait, I'm not Darren. What? Welcome to <laughs> Stu Colors Inside the Lines today. <laughs> um, Have you guys ever felt that? Uh, have you ever related to that that feeling of panic trying to get out of the office by four fifty five right yeah. before the five o'clock? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Ever gotten caught? I feel like uh, where I work, it's not so much a thing. Like no one really cares, but it's just like in my head, it would be like better if nobody saw. But yeah, I think by the, when you go back to the office, you're gonna have a write up from Darren for sneaking <laughs> out. Wow. Darren, we got him. I'll file that right into my drawer that goes that feeds directly into a shredder. <laughs> Go to the complaint department, a, yeah. a la Michael Scott, and he throws yeah. it in the trash can. He goes, I didn't know get no memo. You said it was for the special box labeled for corporate, which is the trash can. Uh, ah, that, that show's really good. Okay, so obviously, off what? nothing what is it ben what oh what is what it's her- i heard snickering yeah, what oh, is i'm, I'm what? laughing at you oh 
I know he's such an idiot, right? Dumbass. And we finally broke me after 36 episodes. I really... Shut up. Like... <laughs> I think we did that on the first episode, and you've just kind of been. Yeah, I, I thought this was going to be such then. a friendly podcast, and then <laughs> 35 episodes later, I'm still waiting, and I'm still getting. Gee golly, I every... can't wait to talk to my best friends, Ben and Stu. I can't wait to talk to my friends, Matt. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So for you guys, uh, I just we just heard from Stu Ben. What was your favorite moment? My favorite. Oh man. Like I, I was actually thinking about that. During I'll let you pick three. Three. Ooh. Okay. Oh, not so in there- any order, so that way you don't have to worry about it. So I do like. I, I did mention how. The more I watch this, the more I realize that this is more of a dark comedy than anything. And part of it was this this revelation that they come to when um uh, who was that guy who got hit by the car i can't remember his name tom is that his name yeah that guy well well, that guy right and Mm -hmm. and so they go to his party and this line really stuck with me where he was saying like oh you know i always looked at you and you know you always hate your job but you know look at me you know if you stick out for 30 years maybe you'll make it like me and he you know just zooms out and he's just sitting like paralyzed in his chair you know it's just like like dear fucking god that is like the escape from this monotony right it's like you just get lucky and get hit by a fucking car and it was i feel like it just took a such a sharp nosedive to that point where everything was pretty lighthearted in the comedy. And then it was like, oh, yeah, did you hear about Wisconsin? Yeah, he tried to kill himself by fucking <laughs> sitting in his car. But then he wanted to live, and then he backed out of his car. We got fucking hit by a car. But he's going to get a seven-figure seven, seven payout. Yeah, holy fuck. Um, the other favorite part was, it was just a one-liner, but it was when they were sitting in the car, and uh, when, uh, when he's talking to Jennifer Aniston, and... He's talking about her flair and everything. He's like, why, why do you do that? You know, like, you know, what was it? Um, you know, Nazis had pizzas of flair. They made the Jews wear. <laughs> <laughs> like, <what> the <laughs> this, this movie has, is underrated as far as like how quotable, quotable. it is. Yeah, it really is. Like, uh, what? Well, uh, I guess the other one of my other favorite scenes was just that whole you know that whole uh sequence when they're trying to figure out how, how to do money laundering they're just like money laundering <laughs> they just throw out that like phrase and it's like yeah that's so it you know it's money laundering <laughs> and they try to go into like okay how do we do money laundering and then they just fucking look it up in a dictionary do we have any coke do we know any coke uh coke, coke dealers, dealers. My, cousin's my cousin's a cokehead coke <laughs> <laughs> and like it's great because they cut away from that like it's a completely different scene and then they cut back and they're still fucking looking through <laughs> books on how to do money laundering it's just like what the fuck to clean or disguise <laughs> the source of money through an intermediary <laughs> I, I think uh what about for you Stu? top three moments uh so that you can think of, that comes to mind obviously definitely i mean yeah the whole this is kind of like stepbrothers for me where it's like the whole movie is just yeah, great but portable. if i were to pick three uh, it'd be definitely be the uh, printer destruction scene uh, where they take the printer out into the field and you know destroy oh, it classic, to, the, uh, yeah. to the to that song. Yeah. Um, there's that. Um, one of the 
and kind of like this is more like a kind of a quote but one of the things that's always kind of resonated with me even even before i started getting into you know the workforce and all this stuff becoming a working drone uh was when he says um someone asks him like what he what he did on the weekend that he was supposed to come into work and he said his response is <laughs> i did he did say, i did nothing i did absolutely nothing and it was everything i thought it could be <laughs> and that's always for me that's like always what i want to do like so like when i always hear people like wanting to go out and do this and that and this you on their not free going time, out to los angeles and eating and drinking. i mean there's exceptions want to get ramen yeah there's exceptions but like for the most part like i just don't want to i just want to do what he's doing and just not do anything i know <laughs> so. that is literally the dream i like i don't know younger me would have probably been like, no, I want to go out and do things. You know, I want to go hang out with people. But I'm starting to appreciate that time when I could just sit at home and like not worry about people fucking bothering me or anything. Exactly. There, it's just one day where you just sit there and just like, just sit there. Yeah, you know, just, you, don't, you don't have to worry about anything. It's really yeah. what it's about is having to worry about stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was like that's like my other um, my other favorite moment. Um, and then one thing, one thing that I really appreciated this on this time around um, was in, in the beginning when like you know he's kind of having his bad day and every, everything's kind of annoying him. Like the the expression on his face every time someone's at, asked him or like said he had a case of the Mondays and he just had like this kind of like subtle like you just see a part of him die on the inside <laughs> each time. <laughs> like I, I think that got moved up into one of my favorite moments. You know, I really like that that whole case of the Mondays thing because it was like it was this um, contrast between two different people or two types of people in the office or in life. You know, it's like the people that ask that question versus the people that have to respond to it, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like the people who, you know, when he says like, oh, ha- has anyone asked you very had the case in the Mondays? And, you know, he's asking that to people you know he works with you know that are in the same classes essentially and like you know whenever whenever he asked that question to those people they would like give this look of disgust or they would you know get immediately so stoic and very serious and say holy fuck hell no you know that's terrible mm-hmm. you know how, how can they do that how, how can someone <laughs> you know ask you such a thing like my favorite was definitely when he asked his neighbor like has anyone asked <laughs> if you got kids on mondays he's like no no, I don't think so. For do you guys think that he was actually hypnotized for the entirety of the rest of the movie? I don't know. I think he mentions at some point where he he doesn't think that's what it is anymore. So maybe not. Maybe it like maybe it wore off and he's but now he's it's helped him realize that you know this is how he should be living. I don't know. I don't think it really. I don't think it adds anything or takes anything away. Yeah. Whether he was hypnotized or not. I was really hoping that the uh, girlfriend bit would kind of go a little bit slightly longer, because I feel like she just kind of shows up and he goes, "Yeah, you no." Know, I mean, my favorite part was the fact that she's like, "I have this really sneaking feeling." She's just, <laughs> everybody, single, every single guy. Goes, yeah, I know, yeah, what, I know what you mean. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, I I wish yeah. for that joke they didn't you know show her face because they only showed it for like one part of the movie and it was during it was the, just at the, the hypnotist, hypnotist. Like, yeah, yeah I was, that's why i was saying i was really hoping that the uh the bit would last a little bit longer like she shows up at his apartment in the front door like knocking on the door i just say it, opened, you wanted a sex scene 
Mm, and we did. No, we got the we, Bill Lundberg sex scene. Oh, that's we, true. We got the Bill Lundberg sex scene. Oh, that's right. Yeah, can you move to the left? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I thought it would have been really funny if like he was still kind of zopped out. And then he like, uh, and then also when he asked the hypnotist, you know, can you just zop me so I don't know that I'm at <laughs> yeah. work? Yeah, but that uh, that part was kind of heartbreaking because like I I remember him saying that, but like watching him kind of explain that it, he seemed so miserable and sad and destroyed when he was asking that. You know, it looked like he was at the end of his rope. He's like, like this is the last thing he could think of to get out of it. You know, it it, it seemed like you know his job was literally just eating away at his soul. He's just like, just just make me you know not experience work at all you know like i don't want to live it anymore yeah I but think, I, uh, I feel like we can all relate to a little bit though yeah i think another thing i i realized as i was watching at when in that scene where he's at the at the therapist when he's saying that every time you see me it's the worst day of my life um <laughs> oh my god it's yeah. like That's like funny. damn that's brutal but like i remember at the at my job i had before this one there were there were basically any any day I worked basically that's kind of how I felt where hmm. each day I each working day was worse than the, than the day before. So the um, day you see you is the yeah, exactly worst, worst day of your life. Yeah, if Jesus. I work that day, it's the worst day of my life. Uh, that day, so agreed. That's, that's how, how that's how bad it was. So <laughs> I can definitely empathize. <laughs> Every week that I I host this podcast. <laughs> Every time I listen to David's voice, it's the it's worst, the worst day, day of, day. <laughs> of my every, life. Every Wednesday and Thursday, catch us on Twitch. Cinco's <laughs> game time. On Twitch every seven, seven o'clock for whatever game Cinco's we're game time. Like Ultimate really Deluxe Super Turbo and Knuckles or whatever. The fuck. <laughs> Make sure to catch us on your favorite uh, social media platforms. <laughs> Uh, Twitter. What is this voice uh, you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Did you know. run out of accents or something? YouTube, uh, <laughs> podcast.com. What is going Catch on? us on podcast.com. <laughs> See you there. We're all, you got your, all your favorite podcasts. All right. Um, any other final thoughts before we go ahead and wrap this one up? Oh, there, there was a moral to the story, I feel. What's the moral, Ben? Always have your code peer-reviewed before pushing code to production. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, any, uh, any words of wisdom following on that? Just got to check those decimal places. You do. I mean, if he you know, if he made a pull request before he pushed it to master, had someone comment on it, maybe someone could have caught it, you know? But no, he just trusts it to one program and say, yeah, I trust you. Go ahead. Push to production. And this is what we get. I think this is the well. That's what happens when that. you have a software engineer and the other one's a platform engineer, right? Like he's working on the like the Bing platform. One guy's working on a completely different project, a virus or whatever. Well, I mean, I but mean, the question is, did he use Visual Basic to hack the GUI <laughs> to enter the mainframe? You know, it's funny. I was thinking about his that that error he made in his virus. Um. I was just thinking, like today, I was thinking, like, couldn't you just, why don't you just put in another virus that does the opposite and puts it back, like, you know, feeds it back in rather than take it out? Well, maybe he didn't have the credentials to actually put oh, it yeah. into the. 
Wait, no, because the other guy, he entered it in the first place. Yeah, yeah so I mean, no, when like, it's at the calculation step where it's calculating it, instead of dropping the remainder, it would it would add the... Instead of rounding down and dropping the remainder, it would round up. You know what I mean? Until the, until the amount was uh, replaced. That's what I was thinking today. Hmm. Well, I guess uh, beige computers aren't that uh, sophisticated. <laughs> what are you talking about? We got beige computers here. We can't do that. <laughs> oh wait, do you guys do you guys remember like a commercial back in the two thousands that used this scene, like where um, Ron Livingston was playing Tetris on his computer? No, no. there was a commercial. Yeah, you guys don't remember it? For Office Space or for something else? It was for something else, but used the exact same scene except they green screened out his his uh, his <laughs> computer screen. Do you guys remember what it was? No, I don't remember ever seeing that. It was World of Warcraft. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, it was great. Because I shit. I think I hadn't seen Office Space at the time yet, so I'm like, what what is this? <laughs> you know why why is this this there's weird old looking commercial for World of Warcraft. <laughs> I think it was back in the day when they tried to get like celebrities and stuff to advertise for World of Warcraft. And oh, everything. yes, I see it. <laughs> Has World of Warcraft really been out that long? Yeah, it's been out since like 2004. Holy shit. And it even has like the video of the, it has like the discs on the table. That's the same commercial, right? Yeah. Damn, crazy. I know, right? I, I, I always like that commercial. Looking back at that commercial, it was, it was pretty great. <laughs> World of Warcraft. What year did this thing come out? Guesses. Well, let's see. If I base it on South Park. So, South Park came out in 1996. Uh, Season 10 was when they did this the World of Warcraft episode. Jesus, so, at, well, how, how the fuck are you? Do you know all this? So he's a at, start. He's, he, he bases wait, everything kind of on South Park. So, he's did, a yeah. font. Did oh, we my, prepare for this bit or something? Did you have time to research not. this? Hey, let him finish. Hey, let him finish. <laughs> all right. So uh, 1996 plus 10 uh, season 10. 10 season, so that's 2006. So I had to come out probably yeah, like you said, 2004, 2005 maybe. Pick maybe a year. 2003, maybe even 2003. Actually, here's the thing is you were right the first time when you said 2004, 2005. Mhm. US, North America, Australia released November 23rd, 2004. Europe, February 11, 2005. Damn. Oh, wow, Stu, that he did the math. Jesus. Oh. Park. That's why they pay him the big bucks. Yep. Jesus. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Oh, where, where's my? Uh... <laughs> this there's is no the one board. time. There's no soundboard. Oh, you oh, guys, you're fucked up, David. Ba -ba 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 -ba. All the other episodes, you keep slamming the slamming it in when it's not needed, and then that Gene slam. Time, That's yeah, what only because it's a shark, the street sharks thing. Wow. I'm trying to get paid here. Yeah. Um. Let's see. One last thing I will say about this movie. Okay. Specifically about Ron Livingston, uh, when I was when I, like entire time I've ever watched movies, I only really knew him from two things. One was this Office Space, the other one was Band of Brothers, and I he was in Band like, of Brothers. He was in Band of Brothers. Holy um, shit! <laughs> and so to have to see him do like do this movie and just like you know he he's like perfect for it, and then see him in a role such as Band of Band of Brothers. Like, damn, this where is this guy? How is he not in more movies? Like, he's really good. Jeez, that is that is definitely like night and day. Yeah. And to be good in both of them, like, that's crazy. Man. <laughs> yeah, can you just come back? I'm a little bit busy, Lumber. <laughs> <laughs> Got a meeting with the Bobs. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that meeting. Yeah, they called me at home. 
Yeah, oh, but yeah, actually, Johnson. he was yeah he was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor wow. for Band of Brothers. Wow. Was John uh, C. McGinley, say, ben? Was John C. McGinley nominated for anything for this movie? <laughs> Best side character. All right. Um. So we'll go ahead and we'll wrap this one up. Um. Do we have any suggestions for our movie for next week? Anybody? Let's go to the polls. Wait, we have a poll? Yeah. No. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm looking oh. at it right now. Where okay, are you? What are, are we, you at, what are people suggested? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Just a whole bunch of horror movies, man. Yeah. It's just horror movie after horror movie. Man, David, just pick one. <laughs> Quiet Place 2. Fantastic. All right. But that's not out yet. I'll just watch the first one twice. <laughs> but that <laughs> one's not even scary. That is the same way that uh, Ben watched uh, uh, Bad Boys for Life. He just watched <laughs> Hot Fuzz twice. <laughs> no, yeah. actually, I just watched the first Bad Boy, Bad Boys 1 twice and then added them up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, but do we have any other suggestions from our viewers or our listeners? Not that I'm aware of. Nope. Uh, so I heard that a couple weeks ago we were maybe deciding about maybe watching one of the RoboCops. Ooh. Because I mean, the Robo Shark from Shark oh. uh, Street Sharks. Oh right, we were Damn. talking about maybe watching like the original and then the twenty whatever. Ah, uh, do we really have to watch that one? I don't want to. Oh. But okay. we can just well, watch. If you guys can think of another back to back. Or we can review the platform since Stu did watch that. Mm, nah. No. Okay. I mean, it's good. I mean, it's good. I just I don't want to. I don't want to at least not yet want to do a thing on it. I'd rather stick to like movies that like are kind of like classics or not classics. Okay. But, you know. All right. Uh, it'll be a surprise next week. Maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we won't. It'll, it'll we'll be have next a movie. Week. Maybe we won't. It'll be next week before this episode even comes out, so oh, it'll be fine. Wait, did the new judge? Oh, okay, I don't remember the new judge dread. Oh, dread. I remember the oh, old so one? Oh, so we're watching dread then. Dread, dread. That would be awesome. Well, I the new one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm always on board for that. So... Yeah. Okay. Hey, guess who directed that, Stu? Guess who directed that? Judge Dread. Pete Travis. The new one. The new one. Did Judge Dredd direct it? No. No. Oh, Sylvester Stallone. No, Sylvester Stallone did not direct it. Sam Raimi? No. Uh, uh, someone I don't know. Steven Spielberg. Oh, man. No, directed... Steven Spielberg. I'll give you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Get me Steven Spielberg. I couldn't. I got his Spanish cousin. <laughs> I love it when I throw it. I, I know Ben appreciates the Simpsons references. Yep. I always do. That was the guy who directed Annihilation. Woo! So it just, it just goes to show oh. that not everything they make is always good. No, it's it's all gold. It's all gold. Let me tell you. Nope. Everything he's produced, everything he's directed, solid gold. Let me tell you. Deus Ex. Annihilation. Masterpiece. Dread. Love it. I still have to watch Devs, but you know. Damn. So we're watching Dread. Well, I mean, if it's the same thing as Annihilation, I would just rather watch Annihilation. Yeah, you're right. Let's just watch Annihilation. What? Did you just say, David? (laughs) 
Alex Garland, is that who it is? Yeah, Alex Garland. It's amazing that he did so well on Dread and so bad on Annihilation. Well, it's that's amazing. Because, that's because he didn't get the director's uh, nod on Wikipedia. Pete Travis. Oh, okay. Yeah, he. Uh, so apparently Pete Travis dropped out during production and Alex Garland had to ghost direct it. <laughs> and it's been oh, confirmed. So, so Pete Travis already shot every scene. Is no, just... no, he, no, he, he got yep, the credit. That's how I heard it. That's right. <laughs> Stu, does that sound about right to you? Sounds right to me. That way, uh, Alex Garland can't receive any credit. Stay tuned for next episode when I go over my thesis on why Alex Garland actually directed all the movie It'll in a, a shocking three-hour event. <laughs> and Unedited. That will, that will never see the light of day. Unedited. Raw. That will require Stu's consent, which will never happen. Which reminds me. Oh, did you guys uh, catch the last dance? On ESPN? No. I, I, I wanted to watch it, but I hate watching TV with commercials, in, so I'm waiting for chunks. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for the whole thing also. Yeah. But I did you guys hear about like the background on it, though? I think it was actually kind of interesting. They shot his entire last season. Uh, Adam Silver said that him and... Uh, and uh, Oh, crap. What's his name? Spike Lee? Mm, huh? Spike Lee? No? No, no, no. The original commissioner. Oh, uh the uh, guy who vetoed the Kobe, the Chris Paul trade. Yeah, whatever his name David is. Stern. Yeah, yeah, David Stern. They shot it based on the fact that Michael Jordan had to have consent before they released it. And so it's been sitting in their vault for forever. Nice. They could, it's not like they couldn't pull any stock photo, uh, like footage out of it without his permission. So it wasn't until, um, uh, I forgot who, who's directing this, got, was, uh, given this one over to direct uh, the last dance that's when uh, michael pretty much said okay i'll go ahead and apparently it coincided the okay coincided with lebron winning his title with uh cleveland yeah it's all and, post about that yeah so yeah i'm literally yeah, looking forward it's gonna be to kind of interesting I, I look forward to to seeing that okay all right, well, uh, that'll pretty much do it for us here at the Dose to Have Cinco's podcast. As always, I'm your host, David. And I'm Stuart. And I'm Ben. And uh, we'll check you guys next week. We'll be covering Dread and the first episode of Season 3 of Street Sharks, Jurassic Sharks. Um, make sure to keep six feet away from each other. Uh, wash your hands for more than 20 seconds. And don't lick any doorknobs. And don't forget to tip your Reiki masters when you get to see them. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.